Good morning. Welcome to the Barefoot Church. I'm Pastor Steve. Uh, it's a beautiful morning. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, a little bit of background. Um, Joanne and I used to have this uh, routine, uh, this back and forth that we did when we were traveling. And especially um, when we were traveling in this one area, uh, a pretty main area, heavy traffic, and there was a traffic stop that usually we hit the red light on, and so we would sit there. But the other part of this that was important is it was right beside a cemetery, a very large cemetery. And so Joe and I developed this routine that, that um, one of us would start and say, um, you can't be buried there, or do you know why you can't be buried there? And, and so the other would respond, no, why, why can't I be buried there? And then the answer was, uh, because you're still alive. And we would laugh and have fun. And, and then the, the other part of that same routine uh, was, uh, do, you many, do you know how many dead people are in there? And, and the answer would be, no, I don't. And then the response would be, uh, all of them. And again, we would laugh and have fun and share. Well, none of our kids knew about this, okay? However, some of our grandkids did, and, and usually, uh, the first thing they would say when they were heard this the first time was, what'd you say? And, and then we'd go and explain. And pretty soon they would catch on to the routine and they would take part in the routine. And, and usually uh, the eyes would roll and they would groan or they'd pop up or, or Joanne was, no, no. And, they, they would, and so it was a routine though that both Joe and I laughed at and, and the grandkids usually uh, groaned or, or kind of participated in and finally got used to it. And that's sort of um, along the line of what we call now dad jokes. Dad jokes usually are one-liner, uh, usually it's set up as a question answer, and usually it's a pun on words, different usage of words. And so I wanted to start off today uh, telling you uh, four dad jokes. Now, if you've heard these, you know, just wait, but if you haven't heard them, um, Kind of, kind of hold on. And if you roll your eyes, that's fine. If you, if you kind of groan, that's fine too. But, but these are dad jokes. And it goes like this. Now here's the first one. How do you know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? How do you know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? And the answer is, uh, you'll see one later or after a while. You'll see one later or after a while. Now, to understand this, you know, you kind of have to have an understanding and a, and a context with, with the story of alligator crocodile. And, and it's sort of like that in the scripture. Sometimes a scripture, a wording or a scripture will be made that you have to have an understanding before that. And the way you get an understanding in scripture is reading the Bible so that things come together that normally don't come together. If I would give an answer, uh, see you later or after a while, or uh, we'll see, you'll see one later, or you'll see one after a while. Uh, everyone knows what that refers to, because we have that background. Same thing in scripture, we have to have a background in, sometimes in order to understand what's going on in the scripture. Uh, number two, um, can February, March, uh, no, but April, May, and, and again, you have these words, um, can February, March, no, but April, May, that you, you have a calendar, February, March, April, May, but it's a different wording here that February now becomes a, a name 
Uh, and March means lifting your knees and walking along. And then April is another name for someone. And, and May means might or, or possibly will. So can February, March? No, but April, May. And, and again, this is, this is the kind of joke that I laugh at out loud. And, and other people, uh, my kids or grandkids, probably would roll their eyes or do roll their eyes or, or kind of give me a groan. And, and I'm not so sure how you're responding, but you know, I respond with laughter. I, I enjoy the dad jokes. I enjoy these plays on words and different wording. Now, again, in, in the scripture, in the Bible, we have words that are given that sometimes have one meaning. But we have to understand that those words that we read in the Bible are put there by someone else. That's not God's word, bomb, blah, blah, blah. That we, we have to have an understanding that I wonder what the Greek says, or I wonder what the Hebrew says, and then I wonder what that means. So that we may understand that February is one of the months of the year, but February can also be used in another usage. And this is, this is a true pun. This is a play on words of using an unusual or a different meaning than usual. So, so that here we have, you know, can February, March, no, but April, May. Or number three, did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? And it goes like this, great food, no atmosphere. Great food, no atmosphere. And again, I laugh out loud when I read these. I find them enjoyable. And again, to understand this, you have to have a concept of what it is. You know, what, what is a restaurant and how do restaurant reviews go? Uh, what about the moon? What the moon is and what about the moon? That makes this uh, a dad joke. It makes us funny that, that I, Pastor Steve, would, would laugh. And, and so, you know, again, in the scripture, we have to have the same understanding. Do we have this understanding of what this concept is? What, what the, we're talking about, A, and B, do we understand how usually this is in, understood? And then what is unique about this that makes that a special message for each of us, for you, for me? And so number four, a dad joke. Uh, it goes like this. I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. And then the, the next line is, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Now, in order to understand this one, you have to understand uh, what, Am what Amazon is. Uh, a, you know, how does Amazon work? What do they do? Um, what is it? How does Amazon fit in this picture? And, and then you have to understand uh, an egg uh, and a chicken. And then the, the punchline is, I'll let you know. And so the question is, what? Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know. And, and if you don't get that, we'll talk about it later. If you do, good for you. And, and I hope rather than roll your eyes or groan, you might laugh, because I laugh. I, I Again, I laugh at this stuff. And, and again, to understand this, sometimes the scripture, uh, a verse or a scripture, will leave us hanging. And we sort of have to realize what, what else is there? What, what is it that we're... Who is it? What is it we're standing on solid ground, A? And B, what, what is left? What, what, is, what is the point here? What is the, the background? What is the, the usage here that Jesus is telling us or the disciples are telling us? And, and then what is it that we are learning from this? How does this make sense in scripture? So here we have dad jokes 
that come together that somehow give us an insight as to scripture and how we respond to scripture, what we do with it. Now, there, there's a particular scripture that I wanted to raise, and that comes from, from the book of Proverbs, Proverbs, and specifically it's chapter 17 and verse 22. Now, Proverbs 17:22a, the first line of that verse goes like this, a joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. Now, the joyful word in Hebrew has to do with cheer. It has to do with happiness. It has to do with rejoicing. So a rejoicing heart or a happy heart or a cheerful heart, or in this case, a joyful heart. And so we're talking about cheer and happiness and joy. We're talking about an understanding that my life is filled with cheer and joy and happiness. It is joyful, is good medicine. And, and again, the Hebrew word here for the medicine has to do with being whole, being made whole. So cheerful, joyous, happy heart makes us whole. Or another understanding is that it brings life. So that cheerful heart, happiness brings life. Or again, it gets very specific, it, healing, that a cheer, a joy, the, the, the happiness brings healing or cure. And so the, the line here is, be aware, says Solomon in Proverbs in, in 1722a, that cheerfulness, happiness, joy brings healing and wholeness in life. Healing and wholeness in life. It's good medicine. So the line, a joyful heart is good medicine, it is loaded for us. The happiness, the laughter is good medicine. It brings life, it brings joy, that brings healing and fullness and wholeness. Now, that 1722b, the second part of this verse, gives us a different picture. And listen to the second part, it goes like this. A crushed spirit dries up the bones. A crushed spirit dries up the bones. Now crushed, the Hebrew word here for crushed is, is, is very complex. It includes uh, being wounded, being hurt. It includes being broken, a broken spirit, one that has actually been damaged, broken. Uh, it, it means being lonely, being alone. And that, that, that um, crushed, hurt, broken spirit might be being excluded, being pushed away or not included. It might be uh, not only broken, but, but held down or, or uh, uh, afflicted is another word that, that sometimes is used here. That, that not only am I lonely or wounded or broken, I, I, I might be afflicted. That I have been tortured in some way, matter or form, uh, spiritually, physically, uh, emotionally. That I somehow have my spirit broken, wounded, uh, crushed down. And we see this both with adults that were a spirit, their spirit has, has been wounded or crushed down, but also with children. And sometimes our adult things happens because of our childhood experiences of being pushed aside or of being beaten down or crushed or broken. And sometimes that's never healed as we learned in A. B says the crushed spirit, the broken spirit, the afflicted spirit, 
the crushed spirit dries up the bone. And, and interesting here that the dries up, it means exactly what it says, it becomes withered. You know, when you look at bones, many people think that, that a bone is just a, a dead bone, it's bone. What, what many people don't realize is the bone is a living organism. The bone uh, changes, it develops, it grows. The bones are living. The ones that are dried up are those of skeletons. In other words, the flesh is gone. The muscles are gone. The, the, the tissue that holds the connecting, all of it is gone. And so the bone dried up means the flesh is gone. The bone dried up means the, the muscle is gone. The bone dried up means all the connective tissue, all the is gone. It's just dried up bones. And we're, we're reminded in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 37, God asks Ezekiel, Ezekiel, and they're standing, they're standing over this large valley, a very a deep valley, a plain of a valley, and there are dry bones. A, a war has taken place, or wars have taken place, and, and bodies have just left, been left there, and have, have now all that's left is dry bones. And God asks Ezekiel, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ezekiel, can these bones live? Can these dried up bones, can they live? And here we have 1722b saying, a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And so here you have dried up bones or a crushing spirit causing dried up bones. In other words, lacking life, lacking tissue, lacking the strength, the, the vigorousness of, of a living bone, of being with flesh and tissue and, and muscle. So that all strength now is lost with a crushed spirit. Uh, the bone now no longer is living, but is dried up. That, that it's wasted away, that it's withered. And so part of Solomon's message to us here in 1722b is realize that the broken spirit results in dried up bones. Broken spirit has consequence. There is no more future, there is no more life, there is no more hope. A crushed spirit, a broken spirit, an afflicted spirit, a lonely spirit can lead to dried up bones. And how much of that in our life is so? Sometimes we hold on and we don't get through, we don't understand that it takes joyful heart, it takes laughter in, in order to invigorate us that the bones might live again. And what Ezekiel found out is God's spirit poured out and all the bones came together and became alive, became a mighty army, as the scripture says in Ezekiel 37. And, and that can happen with dried up bones with us. That even though there's brokenness of spirit, crushed spirit, we can have life again. We can have hope again because of laughter, because of the presence of spirit, of God's presence of heart. It gives us joy of heart. It gives us a happiness of heart that leads then to good medicine, a healing and wholeness and hope and love and a life. Now, very interesting because this, this, this Proverbs area of Proverbs 17 is brought over into New Testament in, in some of the teachings of Jesus. And one that I want to point to is, is, is the question that Jesus is dealing with is if someone has a crushed spirit, they've been made alone or they haven't been accepted, they've been pushed asunder, they're afflicted, what do we do about that? And, and Matthew, Mark and Luke, and then Acts, 
all deal with various understandings of Jesus's teaching at this point. Again, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then Luke's writing Acts, all talks about the same experience. And the experience is, um, Jesus says, if you go into a home, if you enter a home, and you realize that this home is crushing rather than laughter and joy, uh, if they won't accept your teaching, if they won't accept you, uh, this is what you should do. Or he gives another example. If, if you are telling someone about Jesus, if you're telling someone the story of good news, and Jesus is saying this, if you're telling someone and they don't accept you, they, they make fun of you, they put you down, they, they try to break your spirit, they, they try and uh, clobber you in some way, counter you in some way, and Jesus gives an instruction about what to do about that. And in and, 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 and these four examples I've given you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then Acts, what Jesus says to do is take the position, I, I walked into your house and the only thing that, that I'm gonna leave you, that the only thing you've given me You've tried to crush my spirit. You've tried to do damage to me and afflictions in my spirit. You've tried to make dry bones. And, and what Jesus says to do is walk out and basically say, the only thing you've given me is the dust on my feet. And I'm going to wipe the dust, dust off and give it back to you and leave and leave. Jesus says in another place, what I want you to do is when, when you are experiencing this, you're not being received. You're trying to be crushed or broken or or afflicted or, or made lonely, leave, knock the dust off your feet, kick the dust off your shoes, in other words. And, and Jesus himself is giving this instruction. Why do I surround my myself with people who don't accept? Why do I surround my people who pull me down or who try to pull me down? Why don't I surround my people myself instead with people who make me laugh, who, who bring happiness, who bring fun and life to my, my soul, my spirit? Why do I accept the death and the doom, the gloom? Why do I accept those people who pull me down, knock the dust off your feet, wipe the dust off your shoes, and leave? In other words, find another. Go somewhere else. Make something else happen. So, so then you start saying, well, <clears throat> what brings me happiness? What is it that brings me to life, that gives me hope? What do I find that gives me joy? And so part of the question is, what is it? What is it that encourages me? What is it that gives me pleasure? What is it that, that gives me a bright eyes and bushy tail, we used to say? You know, what is it that gives me energy and lifts me up? And, and for some people, they, they have very specific activities or they have certain places or they have certain occasions or certain doings that tend to bring the life to, to their soul, that give them the cheerful heart, that give them the joyous heart. And so certain things sometimes, activities, we can identify that this brings me life, this brings me joy. And, and sometimes the, the answer is not a what brings me life, but it's a who brings me life. Who is it that I can be around? Who is it that I like to be around that allows me to be joyful and cheerful? Who is it I can be near who encourages me to laugh, to have a cheerful heart and to have celebration? Who is it that I can name 
who is it that I can think of and enjoy being with because we bring each other laughter and joy and cheer and happiness in our life that encourages the health and wholeness of my spirit, who is for me good medicine. And for them, I am good medicine. You follow that understanding? Very clear here what Jesus is talking about. Very clear here what Solomon is talking about. That the joyful heart, the happiness is good medicine. That indeed, if we find ourselves being crushed and pushed down and brought down in our life, lower energy and so forth, then knock the dust off. But if we find ourselves being raised with energy and being raised with hope and being raised with sight, with thanksgiving, that we hold on to, that we enjoy, that we praise God for. And, and again, the, the question is, what is it? Or who is it? Who encourages expression of joy? Who is it in our life? Who brings us up? Who gives us support? Who encourages us? And I would pray that each other, in the ecclesia especially, we bring each other up. We encourage, we bring the cheerfulness, the joy, the happiness, to one another, that we hold on to those experiences, those things, those, those what's, and we hold on to those who's, those people who bring us hope, who bring us joy, who encourage us to have a future. And we seek out those and we encourage, we support, we love those experiences, the what's, and we love those people, the who's. And we seek out, we encourage and support those people that we are the who. We bring them laughter. We bring them joy. We bring them hope. They are allowed to be hopeful. They are allowed to be joyful and cheerful in our presence. Do you understand that, that extremely important concept? We're looking here for a wholeness and health. Now, let's go a little bit further. And, and for the next step, we'll go to other, two other places in Scripture. And, and the first place I want to go to is, is Psalm number 126, uh, and, and specifically it'll be Psalm 126, 2a, the very first part of verse 2 of, of chapter 126 in Psalm, and it goes like this. Now, now what's occurred is God has been present and God has made himself known, and the response is this, this part of the verse. We were filled with laughter, and we cried out in joy. And the understanding here in, in Psalm 126, 2a is that, that it's laughter, that we are filled with laughter. We can actually be joyous. We can, we can have fun and have laughter. We have joyful, cheerful spirit. We have joyful, cheerful heart. And we can laugh out loud. And even more than that, we can shout out and cry out. Is, is the, I, I put cry here. I, I like the Hebrew wording here better to cry out as the town crier, you know? We cry out in joy. What do you cry out? What do you holler out? Joy, celebration, happiness, an abundance of cheer. And I that, that, that picture of, of Psalm 126, 2a has to be very present in our understanding of what Ecclesia is what it is to worship, what it is to have joy with one another, what it is to be in one another's presence and presence of Holy Spirit in our life. That indeed we are filled with laughter. Indeed we cry out in joy. 
Now, another place in, in uh, a psalm is Psalm number 98. Uh, psalm 98 and, and uh, verse 4. Now, now, again, David wrote the psalms, and, and, and David now in, in 98.4 wrote this. Shout joy to the Lord, all the earth. And, and the, it, it's, a, it's a, an encouragement to everybody, everywhere. The whole earth, the whole world, everybody, shout joy to the Lord. And so David's saying, you know, where, where is it that we, we need to do this, uh, the whole world? Uh, who is it that we need to shout joy to? The Lord. Who is it? Who, who is it who's supposed to shout? Everybody. What are we supposed to do? Shout out joy to the Lord. Shout out joy to Yahweh. Because Yahweh deserves our joy. Yahweh deserves our cheer. And what does Yahweh's presence mean to us? Joy and cheer and fulfillment and happiness. Or, or 98.4b, explode and sing for joy and praise. Now, the explode word here usually isn't, especially in King James, usually the wording here is burst out with song or burst out with joy. And, and, and that's fine, that's fine, except I, I wanna push it a little bit stronger that the Hebrew wording here is to explode. In other words, not just have it come out like this, but it's an explosion, a joy, a praise, a song, a shout of joy, an explosion of praise, a release, a giving loudness of joy and praise, a singing, and a word that singing here doesn't mean following meter and rhyme and verse or the, it means to cry out, to shout out, shout out for joy, explode shouting with joy, explode shouting with praise. And again, this is Psalm 98.4. Now, I started with, with dad jokes um, and worked work through an understanding and teaching of Jesus in choosing wisely, so to speak, those things that crush versus those things that have cheer, those things that bring down energy and lead to death versus those things that give energy and lead to life. Those things that leave to mourning and to illness versus those things that lead to happiness and joy and good health with good medicine. And then looking specifically at what Jesus tells us to do about that. Seek out those people who bring life and joy and laughter and, and leave those people who tend to pull us down, who tend to bring gloom and doom to our life. And, and then following what David wrote, <laughs> filled with laughter, cried out in joy, shouting with joy, exploding with joy, shouting with joy and praises. To whom? To God Almighty. I encourage you then, play with some of the concepts and stories I've told today, but especially watch the three scriptures, the Proverbs 17.22, the Psalm 126.2a, 
and the Psalm 98.4, and then the Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and Acts, talking about knocking the dust off your feet. Let us pray. God, help us in being sensitive to your wisdom in our life. God, discernment of spirit that we recognize when we are being lifted, when we are being given cheerful hearts, and Lord, a spirit that is laughter and filled with joy. Lord, that we have discernment when we're being crushed in our spirit or dragged down. And Lord, help us make decisions wisely, that we choose those things that lift us up, that we can praise and explode with joy and explode with laughter, explode with laughter in our lives, that give life in abundance and joy that is full and overflowing with laughter and joy and shouting. Lord, help us recognize the spirit working in our life for joy and laughter and future hope in you. Lord, help us choose to support one another with joy and laughter and cheer and happiness. Lord, to raise our hearts with joy and cheer and happiness in praises to you. Lord, help us love one another in your name now. We pray. Amen. Uh, God bless you. Uh, love you all.